All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And guess what? It's Friday. And you asked for her. Now you got her. Bailey is here. NXT superstar Bailey finally on Talk is Jericho. She was not drafted to the main roster this week, but this is almost as good, wouldn't you say? Being drafted to Talk is Jericho's main roster. You guys want her. You guys got her. Super requested, and she's super cool. You're going to love her after this podcast. She's funny, positive, and a hell of a worker, kid. She's a diehard wrestling fan. We're going to talk about some of her heroes in the biz, her journey to NXT, some of those amazing matches she had with Sasha Banks, including the takedown match in Brooklyn that won the match of the year at the NXT Awards. And in true talk is Jericho tradition, we're going to get Bailey to do her best Dusty Rhodes impression. Yeah. Come over here, baby. What do you got to say about this? Almost sounds like Hooven Tuger when I do it. Hey, baby, it's sweet. It's so sweet, baby. I can't believe it. The juice is here. The juice is here. The juice is on keeping it 100 every week with Conan. But Bailey is here tonight. And like I said, she did not get drafted in the main roster, which kind of made me mad. But uh, she's going to get a chance very, very soon. It was a cool show. Uh, got some real uh, interesting uh, ways to go now that the draft is done. Thankfully, Finn Balor drafted to Rob. Been waiting for him to come up for a long time. Yours truly drafted number nine overall on raw which apparently is better than i was drafted uh, like 12 years ago when i was drafted number 12 to raw someone pointed that out so here i am uh, 15 years later 45 years old drafted number nine uh, on raw overall number 15 out of everybody overall and doing frankensteiners from the top rope daddy-o that's how i roll yeah exactly so it was a good draft we're gonna see what's gonna happen john cena aj styles over on SmackDown, uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins over on Raw. I think the games probably begin on Monday, although we do have this Sunday Battleground Jericho highlight reel with the returning Randy Orton. What's going to happen? Like I said, if you watch the uh, the draft special that was on the network, I said to Randy Orton, I got a message or two from Brock Lesnar. Get to check out and see what happens. You think there's going to be RKO out of nowhere? Not on my watch, Daddy-O. Ain't going to happen. It's going to be a good, good weekend here. And like I said, I was a little bit surprised Bailey wasn't drafted, but she's going to get her shot. She's a really, really, uh, like I said, very dedicated, very impressive. Got a lot of respect for her. And she is here tonight on Talk is Jericho. I'll tell you what, I keep an eye on, uh, on the Twitter at Talk is Jericho and at I am Jericho. People ask a lot of different times, will you have so-and-so on the show? Will you have this guy on the show? Will you have that guy on the show? Will you have this lady on the show? And Bailey is definitely uh, one of my most number one requested guests, and you got her. So much so that I even know what her Twitter is. It's at It's Bailey. Why do I know that? Because I see it probably 10 times a day with people going, when are you going to have It's Bailey on Talk is Jericho? Well, I should do that better. When are you going to have It's Bailey on Talk is Jericho? We've been waiting for her for for many, many months to be on the show, and we we really think she'll be a, a, a fine addition to the show. So here you go. She's on the show. So thank you so much for checking it out. You are going to love it, and you're going to love hitting the subscribe button on iTunes, like I said, for the brand new Keep It at 100 with Conan podcast, flagship podcast on the new Jericho Network. I promise you're going to love it. If you listen, Conan and his cast of characters are going to keep you entertained and laughing. The third episode is out now. It's the funniest of the three. Uh, check it out now. If you haven't listened yet, check it out, starting with episode three. It's it's a great little mix. It's a whack pack morning show. Conan, Disco Inferno, Kevin Gill, Juventud Guerrera, uh, Teddy Hart, a lot of guys appearing on the show. 
Lots of funny stories and funny anecdotes. Conan, he don't care, man. He's going to say what he wants to say, and he's going to do what he wants to do, and that's just how it is. And uh, I, I'm actually really, really digging it. It's come together. The first show was good, but the third one is, is light years even better. They are locking it in. It's a great podcast and a huge hit as well, uh, almost hitting six figures already in just two weeks after its release. So there you go. Conan is a hit. Keeping it 100. He's going to keep you rocking. Check it out now on the Jericho Network via Podcast One. Subscribe and leave a, a rating and a comment. All right, and uh, leave a rating and a comment after you hear Bailey. She's standing by right now. We're going to jump in with her right after I share a great option for your next Netflix and chill night, especially if you're by yourself. It's called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, the documentary that Diamond Dallas Page uh, wrote and directed and created. We didn't direct it, but he was behind it of the uh, literally, like you said, the resurrection of Jake the Snake, how Jake the Snake was able to change his life, save his life. I know I keep talking about this documentary, but it's only because it's that damn good. And you don't have to be a wrestling fan to. Uh, get into this documentary it's jake's story about how dallas literally saved his life and it's not it whatever 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 side of the coin you're on wrestling music paranormal movies uh, have no interest in any of the above you will uh, have interest in this documentary and hey the numbers don't lie because the resurrection of jake the snake is currently number six on the highest rated documentary list of all time on netflix what is that? The sixth highest rated documentary of all time on Netflix. Think about that. There's 10,000 documentaries on Netflix. Jake the Snake is in at number six. So after you check it out, give it a rating yourself and comment yourself. I'm telling you, this documentary is going to take you on a roller coaster ride of emotion. It's going to leave you feeling inspired and ready to take on the world at the end. You are going to walk away with your head held up high, wanting to do DDP yoga. And once you're fired up and you want to do it, take advantage of this amazing offer that Dallas is offering to you. Talk is Jericho. Sexy Beast listeners, here it is. 20% off anything you battle choose at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho for a limited time. It's never going to get any better than this. 20% off DDP Yoga. That means 20% off uh, the Collector's Edition DVD or Blu-ray of The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, okay? 20% off the DDP Yoga program. 20% off anything at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Go take advantage of it, okay, please? I can't harp this enough. Are you having problems? Is your neck bugging you? Is your shoulder bugging you? Uh, are you having some mental issues because your physical pain is starting to take over? Do everything you can to go check out Diamond Dallas Page, DDP Yoga. It's going to change your life for the better. Please, if you're feeling pain, go check it out. Start today. DDPyoga.com slash Jericho. Change your life for the better and go do it now. Okay, super requested guest here. <laughs> Bailey is with me. Everybody wants to know your story. Like, everyone loves you. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> it's not that, like I told you before, I'm like, I'm not that interesting, but... But yet, I'll try. But, Maybe but, I'll make some stuff up. But yet, but that's always good. Yeah. But yet, whenever uh, I always ask or watch NXT and you're talking about who like the top, top stars are, I mean, you are right up there and people are always talking about this, this amazing connection that you have with the crowd. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, it seems like, I, I think it just came naturally as I started wrestling and as soon as I started this Bailey character, people kind of just latched onto it right away and just got me. And mm. it was so cool. As soon as I heard a reaction from my first match, it was against Alicia Fox. Um, I was like, oh, man, they, they know exactly. Like, they could feel me. And it was so cool. Uh, it was such a cool feeling because even though I've wrestled before on the independents and stuff, I never really had that connection. I just felt like a wrestler, just having fun with myself like that sounded weird (laughs) (laughs) having fun because I loved wrestling but now I was here involving everybody and it's a really cool connection with like all age groups well and what is the the 
the the the the, the crux of the Bailey character since since I came up with this character. So, when I got to NXT, I was just this female wrestler. And what was your name? NXT when you got signed. Right, I was Pamela Martinez. Okay. That's just my real real name. But uh, on the independents, I wrestled as Davina Rose. Mm. So um, Rose is like the female equivalent of star as a guy. There's like a million oh. stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. A million storms. <laughs> yeah, and but million... mine's my middle name. So Oh, mine... so you actually yes. have a... I think it's actually Mandy Rose's... I think her real, yeah. real name is Rose, Dang, too. So name. keeping on the Rose tradition. Yeah, yeah. and I thought, it's, I thought Davina was so cool. It sounded all pretty, and I thought it flowed well, and I practiced doing a fake signature. So I'm like, yeah, I can write this pretty easy. I'm just going to go with this. And my what, trainers approved of it. What was the signature? Was there like a little loop no, on it or something? No. It was, <laughs> I, all I remember is like it just was easy for me to write in cursive because I was like, I got to write cursive. It's got to look cool. And I was able to write like an exclamation mark at the end, which I do with my Bailey name now. So I don't know. So you're smart now. You just got rid of the last name completely. Yes, I guess. Just Bailey. Yeah. I used to put Chris Jericho in the O. I put a star at the end of it. Oh, yeah. Because that's what Paul Stanley, we talked about earlier. Yeah. Paul Stanley with the Y was star and I was like that's so cool Chris Jericho star and then after a while it's just you have to sign a hundred autograph yeah. mats don't bother but I signed that autograph once in 1999 when I first got here and sometimes if you see like a slurpy cup or something where Jericho's on it with I've the autograph seen them, yeah, it's still, yeah. it still has that star autograph from yeah. like you know 16 years ago because it was the cool one I guess so I yeah. guess so so you could write the uh, the cursive name with the yeah. yeah so yeah um, and I, my trainer Jason Styles was um he was very hard on me so he was like you have to run your names through me before you can use it on the show and I came up with that one and he was all hmm I like it and he, I guess he used to date this girl named Davina back in the day really? so he was like yeah I love that name go with it so <laughs> that's how I chose that one um, and so when I came to NXT I was just a wrestler no personality nothing like and I wasn't I'm not like a girly girl so I wasn't a model or anything like that um and it just came through promo class just doing typical promos I remember Corey Graves used to be so hard on me because he was like he was just brutally honest like I didn't believe that who are you and blah 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 because Dream would always ask for his opinion because he was honest and I felt so terrible about myself all the time but like in a good way like I need to come up with something and then one of the days, Dream called me up and he said, cut a promo on Summer Rae. And I was like, huh, okay. So she's just sitting right there. And I started talking about her and her blonde hair and how tall she is. And it became kind of like an obsessive where... I sounded like a huge fan, kind of like the Mickey James and Trish Stratus thing. Like a stalker almost. Yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't mean for it to come off that way, but it did. And he, him and uh, one of the writers was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Come back next week and do like a super fan type thing. And I was like, oh, that's easy. So I just kept targeting summer and it became like an obsessive thing. And then I got really into it and I made yearbooks and um, I printed out pictures of everybody, like all the girls on the roster. And what I do you started. You mean you made yearbooks? Like I just pr started printing out pictures and put them all together, so it looked like I had this huge yearbook Gosh. of my favorite wrestlers. And I would just, uh, I would like ask a the girls. Yeah, yeah, I would ask the girls if they can be in my promo with me, so I can just, oh my god, could you sign this for me? Like, so I was basically just being myself that mm. I was ten when I was ten years old, and they just really liked it. And within a, a month or so, I was, um, they wanted to debut it on TV and I was like man this is so cool so I really am just myself as a kid I just had to bring back all those memories was this uh, uh, um, meant to be a babyface gimmick or is this almost has a little bit of a heelish like psycho type I, thing I don't to it, know. if you wanted it to be 
I think when I was doing it, I didn't really care which way it went because they would ask me that too. Um, can you be a heel doing this? Can you be a baby face doing this? They wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing and it wasn't just one dimensional. So um, I kind of felt creepy doing it at the same time. So I knew it could come off as Mickey James if I needed to, mm-hmm. uh, where I was just like this psycho hiding behind walls and like <laughs> um, uh, creeping on all my favorite wrestlers. But I think, um, you know, some people may have taken it the f- that way. The first time I came out, I was like hugging Alicia Fox and like running into her corner. So people were probably like, oh, that's strange, weird. Yeah. yeah, but some people took to it and now more people are taken to it. So, But you said that this was you when you were 10? Yeah. I guess I wasn't as creepy. But a huge wrestling fan? <laughs> yes, I was a huge fan. Uh, I've been to like... A million shows like live events and I went to all the autograph signings that I could I stood in line forever I, I stood in line for one time I went to a signing with Rey Mysterio in Oakland at a Popeye's chicken <laughs> I met him and then I made my dra- my dad drive me to San Francisco where John Cena was doing a signing in like an eyeglass place or something random but, yeah but I waited in line for a total of five hours that day just to meet Rey Mysterio and John Cena hey, John Cena yeah so all kinds of signings I would go to signings with uh, I did one went to one with like Edge Edge and Victoria at um, they did these like bail bonds places it, back then there was random places that that were, is weird yeah I remember they used to, when I first got here they used to have a, a third party uh, liaison that's to say okay, okay you got a show in New York you got a third party but like you said it'd be like at a used car lot or it'd be like a like a Dave and Buster's type game place or yeah. an ice cream shop like who's doing this right it was so random that's yeah very random places yeah but I, I did it all and was in, went to all the shows would hang out afterwards backstage like not backstage but um where you pull out the parking lot i remember seeing matt hardy like put his hand out the window i didn't get to meet him but i felt like that was so worth it like yeah he (laughs) did the peace sign to me (laughs) doing it to everyone yeah to me and hundreds of others right but it was for me was there anybody that wasn't nice to you uh this (laughs) no i remember meeting greg valentine once (laughs) at uh, these indie shows actually where I trained with big time wrestling Um, so when I was a kid I would go to these indie shows and he would just you could go in the ring and take pictures at intermission with the they had Polaroids so it was him and Ivory and I walked in and like he's he's like did you pay and like I I went to like shake his hand he's did you pay and I was like yeah I gave her my money it was like ten dollars or something and then he goes to her and he's like did you pay She's like, yeah, she paid for it. Emma, is he asking everybody or just me? Do I right, look right, like right. I'm a kid who wants to? Like, yeah, exactly. Sneak I'm not gonna there. lie twice about yeah. paying to shake your hand. Yeah, so I guess that's the meanest like anybody's ever been to me. It was pretty funny though. Did you say big time wrestling? Now, yeah. is this based out of Hayward, California? Yeah. Do you know of them? Did you know that I wrestled? No way. In big time wrestling, was it in Hayward or was? Because there's was, another big time wrestling. This was in Hayward with the okay. Woody Farmer. Was the yeah, promoter. yes. Do you know about this? I know. Yeah. I do, well, I, I think we. I've tweeted you this before. This is weird. Okay. One time, so Shane Cody is his son. Yes. Yeah, Shane Cody 
tra- help train me. You're kidding me. No. Now, there's something fun. Okay, just as a quick story. So in about the summer of 92, I was only in the business for a couple years. I didn't really have much going. It's before I got to go to Mexico. I'd been to Japan once. Yeah. Just local Canadian places. And my dad's girlfriend at the time lived in, I can't remember, it was one of those areas up there. Where's the place where the amphitheater is? Like the Shoreline Amphitheater or something? No, up Mountain in, View. Mountain View. Up yeah. in Mountain View, California. Okay. And so... I was like, well, maybe I'll go down to to Bonnie's place and just see if I can find some wrestling. And somehow I found Woody, uh, I want to say Woody Harrelson, Woody Farmer, big time wrestling. So I went down there and I just showed up and basically ended up doing a TV taping and I had three matches in one night with the third match being against Shane Cody. Yeah, okay, I remember this now. So he would always talk about that. Really? As a, like, a joke, like, yeah, you know, I put Chris Jericho on the map and just like as a joke. <laughs> like as Indian guys do. Yeah. Right? yeah, so I found that match one time on YouTube or some, maybe Big Time Wrestling put it up and this it's was on before I was here and I tweeted it and you had you like quoted the tweet or maybe you retweeted it or something and I felt so cool like Chris Jericho tweeted at me but you were just commenting on the match were you Bailey at the time no I was this was on the independence you're kidding me yeah I forgot about that's that. funny yeah because yeah I, I found that match and as a matter of fact I just watched it for some reason a couple of days ago someone else tweeted it again and you see like oh it's the horrible hair and <laughs> just like don't have any idea and the place was so small yep. that I remember standing on the top rope and you could like touch the ceiling and like you can't jump too high or you'll go right through it <laughs> yeah but yeah Shane Cody was the big the big star yeah so he, he still is he's wow. the man they still have a yeah. big time wrestling there yeah so now it's run by a, a guy named Kirk White but Cody I don't know if he's I think he might be like the heavyweight champion right <laughs> of now course. Yeah. yeah of course it's the way it is <laughs> He always uh, would show up to training. Like he wouldn't train anymore, but he would just show up halfway with his pork rinds and Miller lights, <laughs> and just be like, "All right, bozos, what are you guys doing?" <laughs> so that's where you trained. I had no idea. Yeah, yep, all four first four years. So you just like just show up at the building one day, or was there, did they still have TV, or, or how did you no, know? No, I think there? they do now, but. Um, I started going to those shows when I was 13. I just was the first wrestling show that I saw. They were at the San Jose Boys and Girls Club, and Buff Bagwell was there. Okay. And so I was like, man, this is cool. My first wrestling show, I got to meet Buff Bagwell. And since then, I just went every single time. They ran about like twice every, no, once every two months or something. Mm -hmm. And every time they had a wrestler there, like... Uh, like I said, they had Ivory, they had Billy Gunn, they they had Matt Hardy when he first left WWE. Um, they've had everybody, so it was like my chance to meet all these guys. And when I turned 18, I started training with them because I knew they had a school and it was the easiest easiest thing to do. So I was like, I want to start training with you guys. And I knew they knew me from like growing up. And they're <laughs> like, Are you sure? And the promoter called my mom the first day and was like, Do you know who I have in front of me right now? And she's like, Yes, she wants to do it. And I guess. So I'll stand by her now from now on or whatever. So they had to get my mom's permission. Sure. And yeah. was your mom like in like behind you going for it? Yeah, she. When I was like going to community college, uh, I played basketball through high school. So the community college wanted me to play basketball there, but I knew if I were to do that, I would have no time to myself or whatever I would have to focus on that in school and all I wanted to do was wrestle like as terrible that's all I wanted to do so I was like mom I'm not gonna play like I need to go wrestle now and she's so she was kind of like ugh uh, I'd rather you focus on school and get your degree. And then once I started wrestling, she she went to every single show. She watches everything. She's mm-hmm. been to all the takeovers that I've been on, and yeah, she loves it now. Did you um did you start like uh, doing shows locally in that area? Yeah, I 
I first uh, did big time wrestling just for that was all I could really do. Then there was this promotion in Reno called PWD, which did like a few shows, and I was like their first women's champion. Which, mm, nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think they run anymore, but they were cool. Um, what else? I did uh, NWA Hollywood. Started so you're doing working that. all up and down California, yeah. basically. Yeah, I was trying to like get out there. It wasn't really until I did Shimmer in mm. Chicago that I really started. Like people started noticing and would book you more because that was more of the like. Because that's a bigger name, please. What? Yeah. Who were some of your uh, favorites, uh, like female divas, women when you were growing up? Uh, Lita, um, Ivory, Victoria. Lita, I think, because she was just so different than everybody else and i thought she was the coolest i would wear those baggy red pants or baggy orange pants and chokers you have a g-string pulled up <laughs> no <laughs> um my friends would make fun of me like because i had the hardy boys necklace and i would wear it in pe and it was just i was a total dork um and Ivory and Victoria, I just loved how they wrestled. I knew that they were amazing, and I knew Lita was who I wanted to be like because I felt I was different than any other girls too. So mm-hmm. it was that was kind of how I like picked my faves. Because like you said, that's the thing. Like you are different just because you look like like the literal girl next door. Yeah. Whereas especially if we went just went through a huge phase five years ago, where all the girls were like bikini models and that sort of thing. Right. And you've you've become like your own. That's I think one of the reasons why you've gotten so popular is because you really are like the girl next door. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, that's kind of what I, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I remember when I f- first started here, I was like, man, I'm going to have a really tough time trying to be this, you know, be the diva. And like I took. Glamour queen. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Norman. <laughs> um, and like, I remember talking to AJ one of my first times. Her and Dolph were. Uh, guests at one of the first NXT shows and she had a really long talk with me because she can tell I was just uncomfortable like walking around in heels and a dress it just wasn't me and she just made me feel better like you're it's okay to be yourself and you know obviously still do what they want and you kind of have to find the happy medium mm-hmm. you know so I, that always stuck with me and eventually I got more comfortable wearing dresses and um, I still can't curl my hair but if I need to someone could do it for me <laughs> but I think if I were trying to be someone I'm not it wouldn't I just wouldn't have as much fun so doing this is like it's literally like the best thing that in the comes world. across too you have to like the best characters they always say is your own personal self turned up to like you know 11 yeah and if you're not comfortable, I, I was talking actually in this very room to, to Kevin Owens last year, and he was talking about when he first came up here, he tried to wear a singlet and tried to, you know, do all these things. And then he's just like, I just didn't feel right. Yeah. And he wears the shorts and the cutoff shirt, and that's how he is Kevin Owens. Yeah. Right? And it really shows. Like, yeah. they always say, if you don't believe in yourself, uh, they're not going to believe in you, mm-hmm. which is true. And I I don't know. I guess it's working for me. Uh, then today when I saw you in the park, and I was like, oh, it looks like Bailey, but her hair is down. I just assumed that you walk around all the time with the side ponytail. Yeah. How'd you come up with that? Um, first, I guess it was the Napoleon Dynamite, the chicken Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> who had the side pony. And I thought, like, man, she looks real dorky. But I thought it was so cool. And that's how they used to wear it like, in the 80s and stuff, mm-hmm. which I always thought was like a cool look with bright colors and everything. So, um, and also to set my sight, myself apart from everyone, everyone just had their hair down or curls, whatever. So I first started in a normal ponytail and then as the promo classes went on, I put it to the side more and more and then started like standing differently, like with my feet together and like started like rubbing my hands on my legs. Like I was sweaty and nervous. Um, 
And like this is funny because my first match with Alicia Fox, I came out with in the ponytail and then as she's coming down I get in the corner and I take my hair out because I just thought it was like a look but I knew it was going to get messy in the in the match so I just took it out and stand there and after the match I come back and Dream is standing there right at the stairs and he goes why did you take your hair Hold down? On. First of all we have a tradition you have to do it in Dusty's voice. Okay I'll try my best. Uh, why did you take your hair down baby? And I was like because it's going to get messed up and he's like don't you ever take your hair down as long as you're doing this character you keep it in the ponytail you hear me? And I was like oh yeah okay and I thought he was crazy because I was like I'm going to look terrible but that now it's like a it's a thing it's become your trademark yeah you know when people draw pictures of you that's the first thing they probably get right yeah and that's definitely what sets me apart if i were to just have my hair down i don't know it wouldn't be the same the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You've mentioned Dream quite a few times in the, in, in the times we've been talking. Yeah. I mean, obviously, hugely influential on you. Yeah, he was the best. Like, as, and as for everybody in the PC, it's just um, he he believed in everybody, no matter what. And if he mm. if he always found the good in everybody, or he always knew what would work with you. So, I feel like the first time he saw me, he knew what I needed to work on, and which was just presentation and promo skills in general so he would set aside like classes for a certain group of group of people and would focus on exactly what he knew we needed and then he just always told us like to believe in our words so he would just he would just have us tell stories because if you tell a real story it's obviously like genuine and i don't know he would push everybody and i remember just Paige sitting up there in promo class and she would say something and he'd make her do it over like I thought it was good but he always had an eye and was like no do it do it again do it like this do it slower uh s- speak softly in these words then scream on these words and just was made it like a million times better mm-hmm. and he I don't know for he was just always the best and it sucks like it, it sucks not having him around but I'm so happy that he was there in the beginning of my career because he He's always with me, so always makes me believe in myself. It's almost like he knew what your character was before you did. Yes, that's right? exactly it. And same with Sasha when she started her boss thing. Like, he doesn't know how to act like a boss, or like he's not Snoop Dogg. He can't tell her to like <laughs> act a certain way, but he knows what she's capable of. So he would push it and push it, and he did that with everybody. And so I was just talking to some of the guys earlier, and we were just going through some of the ideas they had as characters, and instantly each guy had a had a pretty rough idea but you hear one thing that's like that's it right there this is it right there that's it right there but the secret is is committing to it believing in it you know and once you figure it out that this is just me at 11 the rest is probably pretty easy afterwards 
Yeah, and you you always like always if there's you can do a whole promo and you think like it means this thing, but he would bring it back to this and be like, that's what you focus on. Like this is the main point of your promo, and you're like, no, 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 I meant to talk about like this was the main point. He's like, no, that's what you dive into, and you come back next week talk about that, and it would just take it to a whole nother level. We were kind of laughing earlier. You said today that you had um, acting class. Yeah, which is also figure out character and delivery and what what are you doing and this, this is a performance center the mandatory acting class yes um so i was saying we were telling you it's kind of like therapy and i've done these before with howard fine we had these weekends where we'd had to come here like three days in a row and i did it about four times with him and each time it was just like so so emotional and it, then we had to go to shows and i just felt so tired i'm like i just want to go home and curl up and like <laughs> what's wrong with me emotionally drained <laughs> yeah so now we have um weekly classes with um the acting coach named ryan and it's kind of going through the same thing that we did with Howard but I I thought I was smart this time this exercise is called emotional recall and I was like I'm going to bring a uh, my dog's toy so I can keep it happy I'll make sure I won't cry and I, so he's like all right tell me about your dog so I started talking about him I'm like man I just love my dog so much and then he asked me about my family and next thing you know I'm crying I'm like what he's like tell me about your parents I'm like oh they're divorced oh. like then, but I have a dog toy yeah. what are you doing what are you doing and but I know like it's going to come back to her okay think about that and there you go how 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 do you let me ask this question properly how are you going to be able to use that skill in the ring Um, or in a promo yeah i guess in promo so he was saying you know if you um for example maybe if it's like a i start dating someone on tv or something and there's a a breakup Mm. or um something tragic happens to me or whatever it is you have to be able to channel that in your promos and be able to think back to that time. So if I were to use today as an example, think about like going through my parents' divorce would make me feel and then, then go read your lines, portray that and keep that that feeling, feeling. That vibe. Yeah. It's real weird, but it's kind of cool how it works out. We've got everything covered here yeah. at the center. It's amazing, isn't Dude, it? Look at this room. We're I know. Like, we're, like, we're in the voiceover room right now. I just watched you guys work out with the, the coach. Yeah. You know, how long have you been at the center for? Or how long have you been signed um, for, with WWE? January of 2013. Okay, so yeah. just over three years. Yeah. Now, and in that time, you've had like just some incredible matches. Even the one that I'm talking about with, uh, with Sasha... My Canadian accent wants to say Sasha, but she told Sasha. me it's Sasha <laughs> at TakeOver in Brooklyn last last summer, which was, now you have to help me with this, voted match of the year by... The NXT Universe. NXT Universe. Yes. And rightfully so. It was it was the first match I ever watched of yours. Oh, really? And it was, well, you know, I'm going to say this one. word and Stacey, get ready to believe it. It was f-ing awesome. Oh, so talk about that. I mean, because you're in front of the biggest crowd, I would assume probably ever for yeah. you. Yep. 15,000 people sold out and this is not wrestling talk right. and you guys were semi-main event or yeah. one of the semi-main. top matches on the show yeah uh, it's so cool um, I've, Sasha and I started around the same time she was here a little bit before me but since I came in I remember we had to have like a practice match um, they used to do something where they would 
people who would come in from wrestling, they would put them in a match on the fly and just go. And only the coaches were watching, so they just wanted to see what you were capable of. And they put Sasha in the ring with me. So they're like, all right, you guys have a five-minute match, go. And I was like, oh, no. And so we just have a match, but it just clicked. Like, we just felt so comfortable with each other. And since then, we were kind of like paired off and we always joke how at NXT TVs they would kind of just like throw us out there like all right Sasha versus Bailey and we <laughs> did it literally every single taping and uh we're like we just go to, okay who's who do we have tonight and let me guess Sasha and then yeah you do <laughs> so <laughs> you got uh, that best of 237 exactly going. <laughs> and then it just finally built up and when when we met at Brooklyn it was um there's so many people but and so much pressure and I knew what the match meant but uh I felt comfortable because I was with her and knew that we both wanted the same out of this like we kept saying like this we want this to be the best women's match ever because that's always everyone's goal sure. that should be your goal yeah um but, but things to just interject sometimes it's just not the right time and place you know like, yeah. the best match ever but you got five minutes on a you know on a main event or whatever yeah. main event show but you guys actually had the spotlight you had the time it was for the championship yeah so this is an opportunity to really have the best women's match ever yeah and i was so lucky that I've because I, I've had a couple of championship matches before and if I were that was Brooklyn was when I won the title so if I were to win it any other night it just I don't know it just felt like everything fell into place and uh, that was going to be Sasha's last match in NXT so it, it just everything felt perfect and the build up to it and it was just amazing and then everything well, like all right well every they gave us the opportunity we have this huge stage uh, both of our families were there um, we're like now we just have to do it and perform and make sure it comes out good so you because you can plan for the best match ever but if mm -hmm. it doesn't come off good like one little thing could right. throw it off and, and also what's the crowd gonna be like how they're yeah. gonna react and that was what i was afraid of too so i'm like we're in new york i don't know like do you seem like rowdy fans i don't think they're gonna like me they're gonna like sasha so i felt like it was gonna be all backwards but everybody was into it like right off the bat just kind of 50 50 chanting for sasha chanting for me and Man, whenever I like, I think about it or talk about it, it's just like, because I'm like so emotional when it comes to wrestling. And that night was just amazing with all four of us at the end of it. <clears throat> and that seems like what everybody kind of remembers is just all four mm -hmm. of us standing there. Like the female curtain call. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was there a certain spot in the match that you did and you knew like, okay, we we got him. This is it. Um, the the one main thing that I remember was when she had me in her submission and I was reaching for the rope and she stomps on the hand like this was my broken hand and she had just smashed it in the stairs and was working on it the whole time and when I reached for that and she stomped on it like I heard the crowd go nuts like they knew that was such a you bitch dick, yeah, yeah such a dick thing to do but it was such a Sasha thing and I was as much as it hurt because like, <laughs> my hand was legit broken before. oh really yeah and uh as much as it hurt when she was doing it, I was like, this is amazing. It was just... It it's was what so you work cool. for. Yeah. You know, we train and work so hard. And when you get those moments, you're just like, oh. Yeah. They don't happen every night. Yeah. How so did you break your hand? Um, this it, it happened with, in a match with Emma. Okay. Yeah. It was just a stupid thing that happened. And uh, I thought it was, it was like the, what is it called? 
metal like carpal or something? Or, I, don't <laughs> I don't know, like the boxer's break or something. Oh, okay. In this weird part of my hand. So I wrestled in a cast for a month and a half before that match. But, but what, obviously you were cleared, but it was yeah, still kind of... it was just wrapped up, and I just gotcha. had like a little um, plastic thing over it, but she had ripped it off before. So it was, I was cleared, but it, I still felt like a little fragile yeah. with it, you know? To be able to use it as part of the match as well, Yeah. Though. Yeah, it turned out great. So when did you find out that you had won match of the year from the NXT universe? Um, the night the we filmed something for it, like little videos, but it was, we were at Full Sail, and I saw Sasha come in, and she wasn't even working TVs anymore. So I was like, what are you doing? She's all dressed up. And she's like, well, we won an award, so I have to come film something. And I was like, oh, God, we won the, we won the award. <laughs> it was just so cool because there were so many great matches up for – uh, nominations or whatever so and this is a legit fan yeah vote. a real vote because i was talking to hunter about it and he was saying um like it was he said it was between that brooklyn match and the match that we had uh, the 30 minute iron man match so Which it was either one of our wow. matches yeah so you guys got the winner and the second yeah. or first runner up yeah that just shows how great your program was Yes, yeah, it's so easy working with her. Sometimes She's you great. get that chemistry with people where, like you said, you could put, let's put Bailey and Sasha out there for, you know, whatever, 20 minutes and you guys, let's try the backdrop spot. Yeah. Why don't we do this spot? Let's do that spot. Yeah. Just easy, right? Yeah. How, uh, how um, I guess, maybe proud, but I mean, Triple H kind of has really been behind the, you know, the, the which was the Divas Revolution, which I hated the term Divas. Yeah. To me, Divas are the bikini models and, and they were awesome in the time, but right. now it's just women. Yep. And he's been very, very a much a huge supporter of that. Yeah. Of you guys. And it's cool. He's the, he's the man. I always like I, Sasha, Charlotte and Becky. We've all kind of said like it was so crazy how we all came at the same time and kind of grew together. Because if I think if I came a, a year later or a year earlier, it just wouldn't have meant as much or. I don't know. Just at that time, he was always so cool to, he cared about everybody. He's, he cares about everybody and he knows everyone's characters more than anybody else. Like, um, no matter how long the match is or what the program is, or if you're on the bottom of the card or the top of the card, he cared about mm -hmm. it and because it's his, this is his baby and mm -hmm. he wanted to make sure it's the best ever. So, um, I really noticed him really caring about, about it when, I guess when we came with the women's title and Paige won it the first time. I was like, man, he wants to make this special. So it just kind of motivates you. And you see with interviews he does and um, some of the panel stuff that they, they did for Brooklyn. He just has like such a, uh, I don't know, I think he has like a soft spot for us. Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, he's we call him Papa Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned the, 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 the Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and you. You guys, the guys are like the four horsewomen yeah. who I've had the real four horsewomen on here and maybe you guys could do an angle with them oh that would be, no, be great <laughs> but if you guys became like this 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 four of you guys together what a great uh, uh, not problem but what a great situation to be in we have four all of you on the same page and all of you can mix and match and just have these tremendous matches yeah it just worked out perfectly like I said and it started really with Emma and Paige they had their championship match at NXT Arrival and I remember watching that where they have um so I was in the arena, but where they have hard cam. So I just wanted to be out there in the, in the atmosphere. And they had an incredible match. And I was like, man, I don't want to stand back here anymore. I want to be in these matches. And same with Sasha. She's like backstage. And she's like, oh, I just want to be out there. So that was motivating to see them have the spotlight on them for such a, a special night. Because it was the first takeover mm -hmm. on the network. And... uh 
and then they moved on to WWE. So we're all here, and everybody's kind of like, what's going to happen to NXT now? Like, Emma and Paige are gone. And then we kind of had to step it up, and it just worked out. What did you think this year of their uh, the triple threat women's match at WrestleMania? Oh, my God. It was great. I knew they were going to do great. And I felt I kept telling them, like, I feel like I'm on WrestleMania because, <laughs> like, oh, man, I was so excited for them. Just watching them do their entrances was just incredible. Like, dude, I remember Becky coming out doing an Irish jig and just wearing all green. And so <laughs> she used to wear these, like, weird light things on her head in promo class, like, and that wasn't who she is, who she was. Like that's who she is, and she's doing it on WrestleMania, just stuff like that. And I had Charlotte's first TV match, and then to see her come out as a champion is amazing. Was it tough for you, or is it tough for you that the the three of them are are up in the in WWE and you're here still? Well, I get asked that a lot, so because everybody's like, "No, you could tell me, you know, it's okay." Like I know you're sad or whatever, or mm-hmm. bitter, but I'm. Um, I don't think bitter is yeah, the term. I don't bitter. see you being bitter about anything. Yeah. But just do you feel like? like frustrated or do you feel like ah yeah i think i'm getting more towards that of like when they first went up i was so excited and just like dude i'm so happy for you guys if you guys can mold the the division and make it easier for me when i get there like go for it Mm -hmm. and i had things i wanted to work on here had to be the champion and like being able to work with a lot of the younger girls which was i think has been great for me that i wouldn't be able to do if i had moved with them like i think i have learned more in this past year than i have in I don't know, just my whole career because I have to work with all levels of people. Mm. Asuka, Nia Jax, Carmella, people who are just starting like Daria and Mandy. Eva. Yeah, yeah. Eva. Like every, everyone's a different level, so unique. So I've really had a chance to grow without them because I kind of like relied on them also. So, That's a good point. You yeah. wouldn't have been able to blossom as much if they were still here. Yeah. and uh, But now I think I've done done what i can and especially after wrestlemania and saw their amazing match and the new women's title i'm like dude this is where i need to be mm-hmm. like so now i'm, I'm pretty like all right let's do this <laughs> hello i'm here yeah. do you think um when, when it's time and obviously it's going to come very quickly i mean you know the time is coming what do you need to do to take this character of bailey in the nxt forum and take it to the next level in the big leagues basically yeah i think about that a lot and uh, i think i would i mean if i had it my way i'd prefer to kind of start out the same way i did in nxt where i was just kind of laying low and i don't want to be thrown in you know thrown in the championship mix right away i kind of like growing in front of the fans and i think that's why they it was such a huge deal when i won the title because they've seen me at the very bottom and just kind of be this girl that's you know, I don't want to be thrown in the picture and um, get lost or mm. be like, like I'm this huge deal already because I have to reintroduce myself. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to and what I hope to do is just grow in front of the larger audience. But I hope it kind of all works out the same way. I hope I don't really have to change much because I'm so happy with what how it's going right now. Um, but if along the way they give me a few things they want me to change or that I need to tweak to make it better, make the product better, then... I think that happens, too, with a lot of people when you first come because you're basically going to a different territory, and there's a lot of people uh, that don't 
watch NXT or aren't familiar with NXT, but if you look at what just happened with Enzo and Cass, maybe there's 10% of the people that know them, but they're so loud and so into it that you see other people going, well, I should be in this too. Soft. What does that <laughs> yeah. mean? Just say it. Soft. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of becomes infectious, yeah. which I think will help in your favor. When you come out, when you finally do make your debut, people are going to go nuts or a certain a certain segment will, which will make other people go, why don't we know about this girl? Yeah, maybe that's true with the mm-hmm. wacky inflatable I men. love that. Yeah. Now, by the way, just let me say this for a second. Two things freak me out, bobbleheads and that. Really? The wacky, what, like, what, what do you wacky, call them? Wacky, wavy, inflatable wavy. tube men. <laughs> is that, is that a, a, a trademark? Yeah, that's from like Family Guy or something. <laughs> wacky, it was like inflatable a, tube men. It was men. like an infomercial, and there's this guy just yelling it, wacky, wavy, inflatable tube men, wacky, wavy, inflatable tube men. <laughs> How did you get that into your entrance? Oh, man. Well, I was, I think they just, I think it may have been meant for someone else, but... <laughs> I mean, maybe it was like an Adam Rose thing, or that's what I like to think, Mm -hmm. because one day I just came to Full Sail, and they're all, we want to rehearse your entrance. We got a surprise for you. So I was like, okay, is it like new music, or I don't know what, and I, because I never rehearsed my entrance. So I came out and did my entrance, and I'm standing at the top of the ramp, and these inflatable guys just pop up, and oh my god, like I had this (laughs) real reaction, like, holy moly, these things are awesome, so... They were they lo- they started all laughing at me like my reaction to it. They're like, "This is going to be great." And what, the first time they used it on TV, the, the whole crowd was like went nuts. They're like, "Oh my god!" Like the same reaction I had. So now it's um, now it's become like a cool thing. Like when I did a. I want shirts with them. I, I wish I could have shirts. I don't know if they could do that. It's kind of like a trademark thing for like car dealerships. You mean to put? Well, that's not. What <laughs> yeah, you, mean, no. you mean you mean like to actually put pictures on them, or yeah. actually have shirts that have little ones on them? Yeah. Like oh. you pull a pin, they go. Psh. It, like you, you know, put those... the shirt on and it inflates. Yeah. And you're a wacky and wavy. Well, like those sumo costumes that you go with yeah, have yeah. a little <laughs> fan in it. it Dude, goes, that's another great idea. Because all this stuff counts now. You yeah. got to think about this. Ooh. But you could put that on a shirt. Yeah. Wacky, wavy, inflatable tube. Yeah, man. they're just fun and cool. It's one of those things, once again, it's such like everyone sees them. You drive down the road, they're everywhere. And, and whoever thought about using them in an entrance, well, it's a genius move. Yeah. Because it's just, it's really cool and it's unique, but you, everyone knows what it is. Yeah, I got lucky. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. How did you get the name Bailey? Just, uh, I gave, gave like a list of names that I wanted to use, and I tried using my indie name, and they wouldn't let me use it. And I kind of was thinking of, what's that word, like it could be used as like a male or female name? I'm not sure, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. About. So I was trying to pick names like that. And like, someone will tell us, please tweet tweet us what the word is that we're trying to think yeah. about. <laughs> and that's not a- ambiguous, maybe? Am- uh, maybe ambiguous? I'm saying amb- ambiguous. So if I'm wrong, please roast me. Yes. Okay. But I was throwing out names like... Bobby or Jordan, something like that. Because I was like, well, I don't want it to be super girly. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be Patricia or something. <laughs> I don't know if that's girly, but I was <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> um, and Bailey was one of them. And uh, that was that was like the last one I wanted. I did not want that name. And they gave me three three choices. I forgot what the other one was, but one of them was Davia, 
which was not Davina. I'm like, are you guys missing the N? Or they're like, no, Davia. Like, That's not even a name. I guess I'll... Which, of course, people will be calling you Davia. Yeah. yeah. Davia. Something. No, it's forget... Davia. Yeah. Duh. Duh. You need to know that. And yeah, so I, I was like, man, I guess I'll just go with What was Bailey. the one that you wanted? The one that, that you thought was the I best one? I don't even remember. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. But... Bailey and it was with an I and I was like okay I'll choose this because I was ready to set in send in another list of names because I was just not happy and I'm like okay if I choose this one I have to spell it B-A-Y because I'm from the Bay Area oh, I thought I was so cool nice. like, yeah it has to mean Get something it? to me yeah so then I went with that now I love it yeah, it's it's, yeah it becomes it becomes like your thing now, yeah right? that, that's what they told me and I was like you guys don't know me and of course like they were right <laughs> when you um, another I think another key element to you becoming as popular as you have was the connection you have with like little girls younger girls yeah. because you once again come across that way and I'm sure you know and if you don't know in Japan the, how women wrestlers became so popular was because they had such a connection with younger younger girls like preteens yeah. who made them the most biggest stars in the company I'm talking like in the ladies like the you know um, uh, Hokuto and those type of girls Manami Toyota the, the crush girls and those type of things do you have you ever heard of this before yeah uh, okay. I've you know I'm not I'm too familiar with it all but um, you can just tell like in kind of the way they dress and everything too it's kind of like their style that it's mm-hmm. very like not childlike but more on the fun side and I think that's what kids kind of latch to is just bright colors and fun and smiling and just like being very uh, I don't know very big and just it's like the cool older sister that or the older <laughs> girl in the block that everyone wants to hang out with and meanwhile you're like just in your early 20s too, yeah, yeah. right but that's like you know those those girls at 12 13 14 i think that's the secret to this character is we've never really have had that 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 character that connects like that before yeah it's really cool and i think i've always my one of my main goals when i first started wrestling was i just wanted to make people feel the way i felt like behind the barricade because as a kid I was just like this is the coolest thing ever and I never knew what it was but it was just the atmosphere and watching wrestlers come down the ramp like it just made me so happy and I just couldn't help but be be happy Mm -hmm. so that's like what I always wanted to make people feel is like I just want people to be happy and I want I guess I want like more girl wrestlers like Myself or Sasha or Char- the people, you know, women who just really loved wrestling for wrestling. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm, I don't know. I, and I think it's just like, because um, I'm just kind of goofy and ki- little kids love to laugh and just have a good time. My music is like upbeat and the inflatable things are cool and little girls can put their hair in ponytails, <laughs> ponytails easy. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just... I don't know. Tell me about uh, about the, the the phenomenon of Izzy. Oh God, her parents are going to go crazy that she's <laughs> being talked about on this right now. She was just somebody I remember seeing at a show in Largo. She was wearing a page shirt, and the whole so I, every time I will look out the curtain, and uh, Joey Mercury taught me this. Like he told them, Eddie Guerrero taught him that. If you want to know how a show is going to be or how a crowd is, watch the first match through the curtain so you can hear the mm. crowd and just kind of feel how what they react to certain things. So I always do that. And uh, I looked out the curtain the first match, and this little girl is just 
at the guardrail, just with her chin on the guardrail, just so into the show. And while everybody else was sitting down, and throughout the show, I would kind of look out, and she was in the same spot. She would not move. I would see her like look back at her parents and with a big smile on her face. And so I could just tell she was so into it the whole time. What is how old is she? Uh, she's right now eight. So, so I you're guess, looking at her. She's yeah, she was like girl. seven or yeah. something. And then I tweeted a picture of her, like as creepy as that sounds. I was like from the curtain, tweeted a picture of her. Did you take the picture from the curtain? Yeah. Okay. And it's just Izzy wearing a paid shirt with her, you know, hanging on the barricade. And I tweeted, this is what this is all about or something mm. like this is what wrestling's all about and then the parents saw it and she saw it and i could tell they saw the tweet because they looked back at the curtain and i like hid oh so they, they saw were it on instantly because i guess i like hashtagged it or something <laughs> um and then when i came out she was just like i think that just kind of made her care about me and was like oh she thinks i'm cool so you know and then she just became the biggest fan and would come to all the shows she was the first girl that i really noticed to start dressing like me and do her hair like me and her parents are just so nice and huge wrestling fans themselves mm -hmm. so i think they were excited that their daughter was as into it as they are and uh yeah and she kind of just became a part of the show i think it was just like an easy an easy thing to uh, Sasha could pick on her. I mean, it's almost like, like she was a plant. Like right. You, like, you know, Bailey gets over with the, the younger girls, stick one in the front row. Yeah, I think that's what people thought because I would get tweets and stuff saying, like, who is she, like her little cousin or whatever, but I don't know her. Like, <laughs> so it, was just, it just happened that she would get this corner spot every time and she was just easy to, like, when I'd come down, I could get, easily give her a hug and people can easily, like, bash her or whatever they want to do. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And now she's this huge deal. We even brought her in the ring when I came back to Full Sail as a champion. And she's, like, known everywhere. It's crazy. <laughs> she's more famous than I am. <laughs> How did people start knowing that her name was Izzy? Mm, maybe Twitter mm -hmm. or something. Or it may have been when I did the thing on, with her on TV. She's like... Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I, I read something or heard something that uh, Sasha had messed with her during a match and made her cry. Yeah. And then after felt bad and went and hugged her or something. <laughs> yeah, it was the Iron Man match. Mm. And I didn't I didn't see this happen. I remember watching it in the replay. Sasha had thrown me into like the wall or something and she was going back. Uh, back down the ramp to get into the ring and she rips her headband off and puts it on gets in the ring and just like makes fun of her crying and she's like crying in her dad's arms and the camera got a perfect shot of it and I had no idea what was going on I thought they were booing Sasha but they were booing her because she just ripped some little girl's headband off her head <laughs> it was just like genius but like so sad and then when Hunter and Regal and everybody came out with like bouquets of flowers kind of like sending Sasha off she had this big old bouquet of flowers and she's like should I give this to her I'm like, well I don't know dude you do what you want you made the little girl cry so she goes give it to her she's like I'm sorry do you forgive me so that was like their their end I told her I actually texted her I said what are you doing going back to her afterwards and seeing if she's okay giving <laughs> yeah. her flowers she goes well I felt bad I said you're a heel yeah. you should have taken the flowers and thrown them on the ground and stepped on them yeah. that's what I would have done come on spit on her face get with it yeah <laughs> you idiot but it's almost like it would be smart for the company when you do come to, to Raw or Smackdown or whatever to have not a not a plant but to almost have her there yeah. just to show people like kind of some of your appeal that this girl is different you know what I mean like yeah. it, it wouldn't be the worst idea to have Izzy there. I'm like, look, she's got her super fan. Because, like I said, there's a lot of people who be seeing you for the first time. Right. 
you know, and the more steam you have, you're like, oh, wow, the girls, little girls like her. Yeah. Vince, do you listen to Vince, we're going to pitch this idea. Yeah. Fly Izzy out. Yeah, fly her out there and make Twitter a part now. of it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Izzy's going to be planted. Yeah. <laughs> and, then we, and then we have her jump the barricade and attack you. And then yeah. she becomes a heel. Or I turn on her. Oh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. This is my time to shine. Yeah, get out of here. Stay in NXT. Yeah, go, back to the, go back to the minor leagues. <laughs> so when you're talking about uh, your your hair still, and you mentioned that everyone else had gone, or the, the three of yeah. the four. And you're working with uh, Asuka down to like Eva Marie, for example. What is your mindset when you're working with somebody who doesn't have any experience at all in comparison to working with someone like Asuka who's pretty damn good? Yeah. Um, they're equally as challenging. And it's, I think, uh, working with someone like Eva is way more challenging. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way because she works hard to. Of course, but we, 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 she's very green. Yeah, yeah. totally. She's um, red, red and green. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Marie. Yeah. Christmas Eva Marie. Yes. There you go. Christmas Eva You got Marie. it. Then. I yeah, got it. Took it. You a yeah, it took me a while, took guys. Sorry. Yeah. should have saw my face. Um, <laughs> but I prefer, I don't know, like I said, it challenges me and it makes me, I, I kind of basically have to, I don't want to say like wrestling myself or like, it just makes me work harder because mm-hmm. I can't rely, like I said, I would rely on the girls or if... If uh, I messed up with something or something went wrong, I knew the other girls can cover it up. But I knew if something went wrong here, that was all on me. Mm-hmm. So that was like always a challenge to me. If I can like, like I need to have a good match with her. I need to show that I can do this. If you can elevate people, then it makes you, you know, that much better. And they can trust you with almost anybody. And that's what I want. Like I want Hunter to trust me. I want everybody, the coaches to trust that they can put someone with me and the match will be okay or they'll be better than when they started and, or before the match. So like, that's always been really cool and what I wanted. And that's like, I don't know. I like helping the girls, but someone like Asuka, I know it's just like a whole different level because she trained a different style so i'm like okay well i need to be able to adapt to a different style or else like i because i want to everybody wants to be the best and if i can't adapt to that style then i mean what am i doing like right i want to be able and i want her to be like man bailey's pretty good so mm-hmm. i want to show off a little so <laughs> if you're talking about like an eva for example when she doesn't have a lot of experience it's almost like if you can have a good match with someone like in that position it really shows how good you are. And yeah. it is a feather in the cap, you know, like, ah, oh, yes. Yeah, right? yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. But with, with, with Asuka, like, she's really, like, man, her work is really crisp and really, I would say, almost probably stiff in some yeah. ways. You know, have you ever worked anybody from Japan before? I've worked two girls from Japan in Shimmer. Uh, oh, no, three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed it right away because I, I remember first going to Shimmer and asking Sarah Del Rey was there. And she was working with Asuka, who was Kana at the time. And I was it like, was Kana? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how... <sighs> how is that and she's like oh you know it's fine but like sarah del rey is sarah del rey she's amazing like i'm no sarah del rey so mm-hmm. i worked with um in this tag match against these girls named ray and leon and they were wearing masks so i was already like intimidated like talking to them and meeting them and they're so freaking fast in the ring like i thought i was okay but they were so fast and everything they did was so like freaking tight and like dude they were like in there and um, and then i worked with uh tomoka nakagawa and her the same like everything was on point and just if 
I wasn't there for something like or if I missed a beat she would she would get me so I knew going in with Asuka uh, her being one of the best to come from Japan like I watched tons of videos on her and she's wrestling like Tajiri and I'm like oh crap dude right, 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 right. <laughs> and after all I've seen her do in Shimmer like yeah she's she's freaking strong and I I was like a little, little intimidated, to say the least. Uh, but I, I got out of there alive. I think my tailbone was like killing me for weeks after that, and like my, I had like bruises on my arms from her kicks and stuff. But I, it wakes I, you I, up. Yeah, it, it does. It makes me like I wanted. I need to go learn some more stuff. Learn how to be kick. More aggressive, right? Yeah. yeah, I need a kick. Yeah, I need your to learn kick, a kick. Get a kick move. I'm gonna get you back, Oscar. Can I go to kick school, please? <laughs> Had you ever been to Japan at all, or did you ever no, go internationally? Okay. I really want to. I think right before I got signed, I was getting have an opportunity. Somebody was interested, but then I got signed, so I was like, mm. ah, I can't go. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully with WWE or something. Or... When, 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 let's say when Oscar comes, um, as we're getting ready to wind down here. On a personal level, like do you have, do you try and help make her feel comfortable because she's here by herself? Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. When she first got here, I felt so bad because she doesn't speak English. Like certain things, she in training, she doesn't really understand what we're doing. She has to visually like see it. Or uh, in the performance center, we have the mirror room upstairs where you practice your promos and you. you what was it? The mirror room. Uh, apparently, Vince wanted to call it that. It, I forgot what it used to be called, but it's just like. Um, it's where you cut promos and you can go back and watch them. So I guess the camera is supposed to be like the mirror. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so you're supposed to practice promos and we have to be in there like a couple times a week. And you got to log in and, excuse me, do your like minute promo. And she didn't know. And she couldn't log in. She didn't know what she was doing in there in this dark room with a camera. So uh, I had to like walk her in there and help her fill it out and tell her what to do without you know speaking japanese so i had to show her <laughs> you push this button <laughs> yeah talk something and like she'll get emails but not really know what it's about i know she has a translation but she'd ask she'll ask like what time training is or the other week she didn't know that we had promo class like just little things like that yeah. and i can i can imagine like how it is to come to you know, huge yeah you know and even amazing. like like when nakamura comes i mean still like uh um um my gosh the other Japanese cat Hideo Hideo yeah which yeah. I was thinking his real name but you know I'm sure they at least they have somebody to talk to and there's two guys yeah but she's the only girl yeah, right? yeah. and like they're a little well actually Hideo's been a little bit he's been going to English class and he like knows English pretty well now um, she had Adrian which is another girl here that they were pretty close on the Indies so mm. she's been helping her a lot too but yeah I, and I, she's so sweet and I know <laughs> she doesn't want to bother anybody but yeah the Japanese style yeah she's, which other girls are down here that you think have potential to, to do good things hmm who paid me enough to yeah. sit no. don't say all of them yeah. everyone's great everything's happy um man there's so many uh top of my head peyton royce who's uh, she's from australia mm-hmm. she's been had a few matches on nxt but i think once she starts going like she's like i kind of compare her to sasha and that might mm. be a huge thing to say but her style and the way she carries herself everything she's going to be amazing um <clears throat> there's uh, Liv Morgan and Aliyah, who been here for a while and they work so hard going to extra training all the time. Same with, you just saw the girls out there, um, mm-hmm. Daria and Mandy Rose, who came from Tough Enough. So, you know, you know you're know, never too sure how like people right. from there are going to work out, but they're like two of my favorites right now because they every day they're in extra training and they've been progressing like crazy. And 
Carmela and Alexa Bliss are already mm-hmm. like at another level now. So I'm hoping like so it's good good future for yeah. The I, they, these people, the fans have no idea what goes on in the performance center, but eventually, if I were to get the call sometime soon the division is taken care of because Mm -hmm. these girls are with coaches like we have here there's no way like they're going to succeed no matter what right right uh what's your uh if you had to pick one match that stands out as your favorite i'm pretty sure what you're going to say and maybe i'll even say you can't pick that one but but give me give me your favorite match besides the nxt takeover match of the year winner okay luckily i already have one um prepared no but this is this is actually one of my favorite matches um charlotte i had a match with charlotte in columbus this was our first out-of-state show and like the Arnold Classic yeah. in that weekend or something, right? Yeah, it was the first time we went outside of Florida, and I had a match with Charlotte, and she had her dad out there, which was, you know, she never really brought him to shows sometimes on TV, but um, him being out there was, like, such a cool atmosphere. The first time the crowd had seen us, you know, outside of Florida, so that was really cool. And I, <laughs> my one of my favorite parts in the match was, <laughs> so I do, like, this top rope, the Rana, yeah, uh, like the Frankenstein. Yeah, the Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah, and flares from the '90s, by the way. We call them Frankensteins. Frankensteins yeah, yeah. yeah you, you've done those <laughs> yeah. a bunch of times. So I'm standing up there with her, and she's sitting on the top buckle, and Rick's just in the corner yelling at me like, "You better not do it!" Like ripping off his jacket and just doing flare. crazy flare. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, "This is so cool!" And then I stop before I go, and I look at him. And I say, I'm sorry, I love you. And then I go for it, and I was like, <laughs> nobody knew that I did that. Charlotte can hear me, and she's cracking up. And I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I just did that to Rick Flair." So that's like the, one of my favorite the classic uh, Shawn Michaels yes. before he kicked Flair in the face. Yes, <laughs> I'm so sorry. good. I love you. Yeah, and he like you could tell. He's He's kind of smiling, but he went nuts. It was one of my favorite matches. Just such a great match. Yeah, so fun. Yeah, it's monumental. Yeah. Well, see now we're at the end of the sh- at the end of the show, and you've been more than interesting. You're like, I'm not very interesting. Super interesting. <laughs> but before when we were texting, you said, "Well, all I want to do is just talk about Sasha." Anyways, <laughs> last thing, do you have a favorite Sasha Banks story? Uh, let's see. Since you seem to be so enamored with her. I, I love Sasha. Oh, <laughs> I think she's the best ever. You want me to talk about her sport? No. Um, I don't know. I can't think of a specific story, but um, when we were still like training in FCW, we used to call it call ourselves the average Janes because she, she, this was before she was the boss and before I was Bailey we were just these indie chicks that loved wrestling and we were like man we're not models we're not bodybuilders like we ain't nothing we're just average Janes and like <laughs> and we'd like sometimes team together oh actually I do okay <laughs> we've got so, nothing going on for us yeah that's exactly so one time in Fort Pierce we had a tag match and like it's so funny they they used to do uh, autograph signings during intermission, and our match was right before intermission, and they told us, okay, you guys are going to have an autograph signing. We're like, okay, but we thought it was going to be f- before the show. So we lose our tag match, and, like, really badly, I think we get, like, squashed or something. Like, we just lose our match, and then we walk back. You know, we're, like, limping back after the match. They're like, okay, go do the autograph signing. Like, but we just lost our match, so we have to, like, walk out, like, <laughs> selling everything. Spirit and just, of 76. Like, yeah. And be all sad, and it was like nobody was in line. (laughs) Nothing worse. Yeah, anyone wanted me to? No, okay. Uh, Just the average Janes. Yeah. Uh, You're awesome, Bailey. No. Coming to Raw or SmackDown soon. 
That's my prediction. Yeah. Absolutely. Hear that, Vince? Vince, are you listening? (laughs) Can you put me on the show too, please? Thanks to Bailey for hanging out. Looking forward to watching what she does next at NXT. And it's only a matter of time at this point until she gets called up to the main roster uh, in the WWE. And it's it's, like I said, she has got it. She's going to blow people away when she gets up to to the main roster, just like she's blowing people away at NXT as she does every single week. Go check out uh, any show that she's at, and you're going to love it. I'm telling you right now. Uh, So Bailey is great, great show. Show, great podcast and don't forget another great podcast coming up march 15th 2017 it's going to be the biggest podcast ever when mick foley joins talk is jericho the new raw general manager i guess technically my boss wow that's creepy but the countdown has begun 235 days and counting until the biggest podcast ever all right uh, one last thank you to all you guys as well for supporting this show and all the great Talk is Jericho sponsors, including DDP Yoga. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. you get 20% off anything you paddle just for a limited time, including the amazing DDP Yoga program and the incredible DVD uh, collector's edition or Blu-ray of the Resurrection of Jake the Steak documentary. you got to see it. It is a must, must see. And like I said, if you screwed up and you owe your lady, I uh, get some brownie points, go to the Books and use that promo code Jericho at Books.com, B-O-U-Q-S, bouquet, get it? B-O-U-Q-S.com to get free delivery and 20% off the bouquet of your choice. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com to get 5, 10, 15, 20 off your order. And also True Car and the True Car app, saving time, saving money. And a big thanks to Amazon. They've been with this show since their very first episode. Wow, it's a long time ago, 266, 67 episodes ago. It's the easiest way to support Talk is Jericho. Use my Amazon links anytime you do your online shopping to get exactly what you want. You take that picture and you post it on uh, the Twitter at Talk is Jericho. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to retweet it. And I'm going to follow you. How does that sound? Don't forget, I got Amazon links for the USA, UK, Canada, A. Every time you use the Talk is Jericho Amazon links, Amazon kicks back a small percentage to the show to help us cover them production costs. No extra fees, no hidden challenges. Just go to podcastone.com, click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. All right, thank you so much for listening. Keep listening to the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. We'll see you on the highlight reel this Sunday on the WWE Network with Randy Orton. And next Wednesday, have you guys seen But I'm Chris Jericho? Did you watch it yet? If you haven't watched it, go on YouTube and watch it. One of the best things I've done. Very, very funny. Uh, kind of a, a Curb Your Enthusiasm type vibe of what would have happened if I was blackballed from wrestling and would have to move back in with my uh, high school, college roommate and try and become an actor. Well, you remember that? If you liked it, remember Fill in the Blank uh, was, the, uh, was the agency I worked for, Fill in the Blank Agencies? Well, Phil, my agent, Andy Kindler is going to be here. He's hilarious. Uh, he's he's done so much stuff, and I uh, he was on there. I'm not even going to go through it. Funny, funny guy, hilarious guy. Loves Dolph Ziggler's comedy uh, comedic timing. Loves his Chipotle routine. So much cool stuff coming up from Andy Kindler this Wednesday. Get prepared to laugh. He's a nebbish, all right. He is a mensch. He's not a super mensch like Chef Gordon, but he's pretty damn close. We'll see you guys next week. Right here on Talk is Jericho. Have a good weekend and big yeah, yeah, boys to all. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. Ooh, all right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm-hmm. <laughs> and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, 
Uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? Geico, because saving fifteen percent or more on car insurance is always a great answer. It's your last chance to get great holiday savings at Guitar Center, like a Simmons SD550 electronic drum kit, just three ninety nine. Add your choice of AKG K52 headphones or a Shure SM48 mic, each just thirty nine dollars. Plus the newest and hottest guitars, drums, keys, and more. Exclusive gear you can't get anywhere else. Special financing, lessons for the beginner on your list, and gift cards. The perfect present for every musician. So hurry in and find your sound at Guitar Center. Trump's victory. I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. It's always a lot of fun when you win. If you work hard and lose, that's not acceptable. At the White House, President Trump welcomed Republicans from the House and the Senate who passed a bill overhauling the tax code. The president says the middle class will be seeing the effects of this bill very soon. The typical family of four earning $75,000 will see an income tax cut of more than $2,000. They're going to have $2,000, and that's in my opinion, going to be less than the average. You're going to have a lot more than that. The tax overhaul bill also includes a corporate tax cut. We have companies pouring back into our country, and that means jobs, and it means really the formation of new, young, beautiful, strong companies. Democrats have criticized the tax package as a giveaway to corporations and the rich. The tax cuts for businesses are permanent under this tax bill, but reductions for individuals and families will expire after a decade. I'm Ed Donahue.